What is up? What is up? And welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt. And today, as always, we're going to be talking combat sports. A lot of things going on, baby. We got UFC Fight Night. We got Bellator 277, which is going to be an absolute banger. And then there's some other things going on, some boxing, some other MMA news. We'll go over all that. And as always, we're going to be drinking some beer. So today's beer, Len Lugal. Len Lugal? I don't know how to say it. It's a summer shandy. I fucking love these things. Haven't had one in a minute, like a year, at least probably like three. They only come out when the weather's nice. And the weather's been fucking nice, I tell you. So we'll get our pour on. We'll give this lemonade-looking beer a rate. Oh, looks delicious. I bet it is. I know. I know it is. I just haven't had one in a minute. In a long, long minute. But yeah, we got Bellator 277. It's going to be a fucking great card. We got two title fights on it. We got UFC Fight Night. Not a big name card, but it's going to have some bangers, I'm sure. Just tuning in to see what's going on. Um, and we'll go over everything with you here. But let's try this beer out. Let's get into it. And I'll, I'll let you know what it tastes like and what my, what my fucking score is, baby. Good fucking beer. Eight seven, eight three. I don't know. It's it's a high score. I don't like to give out high scores like that all the time. But we've had some really good ones on the show. That Juice Force from last time was really good. Budweiser Zero was dog shit. Absolute hot dog water. Terrible. Yeah, but. Let's just jump into this. We'll go over Bellator 277, make some picks for the card if you're a betting man. And uh, after that, we'll go over some UFC fight night and other shit. So, two, 277 for Bellator. Tim Johnson versus Linton Vassell. Um, these are two top-ranked heavyweights. Um, Johnson's coming off a couple losses, but one was to the former interim champion at Bellator for the heavyweight division, and then the other loss was to Fedor Emelianenko in a vicious knockout, so no slouches there. He's definitely one of the top dogs over there. And Linton Vassell, he's on a three-fight win streak. Um, before that win streak, he was on a three-fight losing streak, but it was to uh, the same guy that Johnson just lost to. I can't forget, I can't remember his name. It's Valentin something, I want to say. Um, Ryan Bader and Phil Davis. So he's not losing no slouches. He's... Um, He's been fighting the best of the best, and he's on a three-fight win streak. So both these guys looking to get in title contention, chasing Bader or whoever is going to be champion at that time. It's going to be a heavy, heavy-handed heavy fight. Bombs are going to fly. Um, can't wait for that one. And then the next one we have, it's just a four-fight main card. A little weird, but I'm, I'm here for it because they stacked it. They stacked this fucking card, baby. Aaron Pico versus Bellator newcomer Adley Edwards. Adley Sunshine Edwards. Um, Pico, he's 25 years old. Dude can do it all. He's got great wrestling. Um, he got second in the Olympic trials for freestyle wrestling. So he barely didn't make the Olympics. Um, 
dude's got some heavy fucking hands. He's got a lot of knockouts and just a few fights. Um, he's on a five-fight winning streak right now, and he's looking to continue that against Adley Edwards, who's had some a lot of success on the regional scene. He's looking to catapult his way as a to be a contender for Bellator. He's on a seven-fight win streak right now, and he's 9-1 and one overall, so this guy's no slouch. Tried to do some research on him, look up some of his videos. Looked like he's pretty good just about everywhere, but you know, against these regional guys, you don't really know because he might be the best guy on the regional scene and just not up on the Bellator level, or he might be the next big thing. We don't fucking know, but what I do know is I'm picking Aaron Pico to get this victory. I think he's going to get a knockout. It's going to be a banger, too. Um, I think that one's probably going to be fight of the night because you got a newcomer trying to show his, show his shit, and then we got Aaron Pico, who's just an exciting young up-and-comer. It's going to be the shit, I tell you. I tell you what. Then moving on to the co-main event, we have Vadim Nemkov taking on Corey Anderson for the light heavyweight title and the light heavyweight Grand Prix finale. If you don't keep up with Bellator, Vadim Nemkov, he's currently the light heavyweight champion. He's knocked out Ryan Bader. He edged out a decision over Phil Davis and... Um, I forget who his last fight was, but I think it went to decision as well, or maybe a second or third round stoppage. I can't remember. But this dude, he's Fedor's pupil, Fedor Emelianenko, the last emperor's pupil, his prodigy. This dude's a beast. He's got great wrestling defense. He stuffs takedowns like no other, and he gets back up when he does go down. Um, super precise striking. Knocked out Ryan Bader with a head kick, I want to say it was. Um, and he'll hit you with just about everything in the kitchen sink. Um, dude's strong. He'll knock you out with anything. He's got r just really precise striking. He's taken on Corey Anderson, who's absolutely amazing everywhere. Great wrestling, super strong striker. Um, he knocked out Ryan Bader with one strike, I want to say it was. And he's got some of the most vicious ground and pound in all of MMA. When he gets on top of you, just might as well tap, because dude's going to beat the shit out of you. Um... I'm thinking Corey Anderson takes the belt, and yeah, I'm picking Corey Anderson to get this win, because Vadim does gas in some of his fights, and Anderson, he wants to show that he's the best light heavyweight champ in the world, and that loss to Jan Blahovich was just a fluke, so I'm picking Corey Anderson to take this win, and then he's going to move up or move down to take another belt, because the dude is wanting to be a double champ. <coughs> And then in the main event of the evening, we have AJ McKee. Good lord, that was rude. I just burped right into the mic. Right into the motherfucker. AJ McKee taking on Patricio Pitbull Fieri. Um, rematch of the Featherweight Grand Prix uh, Championship. Or Grand Prix Finale. And it's for the light heavyweight belt. Um, AJ McKee, last fight, he got a first round gu standing guillotine submission. Pitbull didn't think it was should have been stopped. Fucked him up, he got caught, and he would have, I don't know. But these two do not fucking like each other. They're getting into it at the pre-fight press conference. They didn't like each other before the first fight. Um, and these guys are definitely the top two featherweights in Bellator, and it's not even close. Um, both of them, great strikers, great on the ground. They're just There's no weakness in either of their games. Um, 
so it's a tough one to pick. Uh, I'm taking AJ McKee. I think that he's just that young gunner that's ready to prove himself, and he's barking up every tree, saying he can beat Volkanovski, he can beat Holloway, he can beat whoever you put in front of him. I'd like to see him make his way to UFC eventually. But you know what's fucking crazy? This young kid, all over social media, all over everything, talking, calling out champs at left and right and other uh, other promotions. He's got like 6,000 followers on Twitter. He's the Bellator featherweight champ. He's got 6,000 followers. Do only 6,000 people watch Bellator? Because if so, that's fucking nuts that they got the Showtime deal. I watch it, so if so, I'm one of 6,000. But god damn. I don't know. But yeah, AJ McKee bringing that belt back. Sorry about that. And then real quick, UFC Fight Night, Luke versus Muhammad 2. I believe in the first fight, uh, Muhammad got knocked the fuck out by Luke. So he's looking to redeem himself. Both these guys are a lot higher ranked than they were in their first fight. Luke's got to be the most underrated person in the welterweight division. Dude's got great striking, super strong, super explosive. Um, in his jiu-jitsu is not to be fucked with. He tapped out Tyron Woodley and Michael Chiesa, both first-round Darce chokes. Not an easy choke to sink in, especially against some bets like those guys. With Both of them wrestlers, both of them know how to prevent it. He just got it because he's so goddamn explosive. I'm being rude today. I'm being fucking rude with these burps. Um, but yeah, he's taking on Bilal, Bilal Muhammad, who's got some good striking. Um, I don't think it's as good as Luque's. He's really good wrestler. We saw him dominate Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in his last fight, but I just I don't see any any outlet where Muhammad can get this win. I think Luque takes it pretty handily. It's either going to be a knockout or submission, but I definitely think that Vicente Luque's getting that victory and give the boy a title shot if he does. I mean, the guy has been beating the shit out of everybody. His last loss was to. Uh, Wonder Boy, that was months or a couple years ago, I want to say, and he's been knocking people out. He's been submitting people. He's just he's ready for it. I think that he would fuck up Kamaru Usman to be honest. He's just he's explosive, and that's a huge, huge thing to be one seventy and explosive because a lot of those guys are stagnant. You see Gilbert Burns and Hamza, they're obviously not, but man. Vicente Luque, he's the real deal. Give him a title shot if he gets that victory. And then, like I said, this card, it really doesn't have a lot of name power. You got William Knight versus Devin Clark, both guys moving up to heavyweight. That might be a fun one to watch. But other than that, what I'm looking forward to most in this card is Chris Barnett. He's making his comeback. Um, <clears throat> sorry, he's making his comeback since his last fight where he got a spinning back kick knockout. And this dude's a heavyweight. He's like five foot six, five foot eight, two hundred fifty pounds. Not looking like he's in the best shape, but he does this dancing taekwondo style. He'll hit you with a spinning back kick, flying knees, cartwheel kicks, spinning elbows. I mean, dude will hit you with just about everything. He's so fun to watch. And then after he wins, he just does this dance. Last time he did a flip and landed on his ass. It was fucking sweet. Um, dude's just an entertainer. So can't wait for that just to see him fight. I don't even remember who he's fighting now, but it's going to be fun as hell. So that's Saturday. Bellator is Friday night, 10 p.m. 
I don't know what time the ESPN card's on, but if you had to pick one, if you if you're like I got to do something this weekend, I can only watch one card. Watch the Bellator card. It's gonna it's gonna way way show up. UFC. They picked a good weekend. Put their best card on. All right. Sorry about that. And then also coming up this weekend, we have boxing match with Errol Spence Jr. versus Jordanus Ugas. Um, Ugas, he's the man that beat Pacquiao in Pacquiao's last fight before his retirement. Errol Spence, he's a dog. He's number one, maybe number two. Um, welterweight in boxing right now. Him and Bud Crawford are kind of that back and forth who's the best, but no, nobody wants to put them against each other, it seems like. I don't know. It's going to be a fun fight. Spence has a lot of power. He's got a lot of speed. He's explosive. And Jordanus Ugas is so technical. He deploys that jab so well to control the ring. And he's got he's just really good at cutting the ring off and not letting you get your game plan in. So I think this is just going to be whoever can establish the pace in this fight. If Ugas can use his jab and kind of just cut the ring off from Spence, it's going to be a long night for, for Spence. But if Spence goes out there and just barrages him with flurries, starts um, you know using feints, a lot of head movement to kind of draw Ugas in and get it as more of an inside fight, I think Spence has taken it. I could really see Ugas pulling off the upset in this one. I think that I don't know what the odds are, but I think Ugas has a really good shot. Spence will probably win, but I mean I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet a ton of money on Spence. I'd put like a hundred bucks on Ugas and see if you can make make a couple hundred off of that. So that's what's going on this weekend. And then other things going on in the blood sport world. We have Kane Velasquez. He uh made his court court appearance. No bail has been set yet. Um, they extended the or they put a extension out or whatever it is for his plea agreement or plea bargain um he's encouraging other victims to come forward true victims just to out their accusers it sucks that he didn't kill the guy it sucks that he's getting in trouble for this if you're not familiar with the story he tried to kill the guy that had been molesting a young relative of his for they said over a hundred times he rammed him with his truck and shot at him but missed and hit the guy's stepdad just you hate to see somebody get in trouble for doing what is morally right. And pedophiles deserve death. I mean, that's all there is to it. Deserves to die. Alright. So that was somber. God, I'm sorry I'm burping into the mic. Um, Gilbert Burns. Something less somber, a little more lighthearted, a little more... Uh, a little more MMA oriented. He wants a rematch with Hamza Chemaev in a five round fight. Um, Hamza says, "Bring it. He'll take your soul." I'm down for it. Give him a couple more fights in between because I don't want to see someone with eleven fights do back to backs against somebody for not a title. But I'm down for it. Whether Hamza wins or loses his next fight, him versus Burns, that was amazing. And I think this next fight would do the exact same thing. I don't think either of them would change up their game plan. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but that would be an awesome fight. Give him a couple fights. Let's see Hamza versus Colby. 
and then maybe Hamza versus Kamaru, and then Gilbert. Just put him against the winner, Luke Muhammad, and then have him fight Leon. They both get through it, or even if they don't, match him up. Fun fucking fight. And then Henry Cejudo, he's entered the USADA testing pool. He's looking to make a comeback, and he wants to fight Alexander Volkanovsky. He says he sees holes in his game, and he's going to exploit him. He's going to fuck him up. He's going to take that title and be the first three-division champ in the UFC. Um, so Triple C, Olympic champ, Bantamweight, and Flyweight champ, I want to say, is the other one that he was. He's looking to be a featherweight, so he's 4C. He said, forget the cringe. I'm doing this. I'm beating the shit out of Volk. Volk wants to move up to light heavyweight. That would be that'd be a good call for him. I mean, he's got the power. He's got the speed. I think he's faster than a lot of those guys. But, man, I want to see the Max Trilogy. I want to see the Cejudo fight. There's a lot to do still at 145, so I'll have to wait and see. And then Cesar Gracie, the Diaz brothers coach, he says Nick Diaz is looking to make a comeback um, by the end of the year, which would be... Fucking great. I mean, hope he doesn't just kind of give up like he did in his last one, but I get it. He didn't seem like he was all there. If he if he comes back motivated or he comes back there, I'm I'm here for it, but we'll just have to wait and see. Guys, he's got some problems, like some demons in him or something, because he just, I love the Diaz brothers, but he seems like a sad individual. And then finally, um, not finally, Marlon Morales, he's retired after almost 15 years in MMA. He's hit a bit of a rough patch and the chin went. Poor guy, because he had all the skills in the world. I think he beat Aljamain Sterling, was the last guy to beat him. Um, so, happy trails to Marlon Morales. Hope you have a good life. And then Andy Ruiz. Andy. Andy Ruiz. Why can't I say Ruiz? It's a weird word, weird name. I don't know. Ruiz, Andy Ruiz. He's fighting Tyrone Spong um, this summer, and it's going to be on Triller in a 10-round fight. That's going to be a weird fucking fight because Spong, he's 107, 7-1 or something like that in kickboxing. Dude's a beast. He's 14-0 in boxing, but it's all been lower level. He's 2-1 in MMA, so he's a combat sport. He's, he's what blood and beer was built for. He's a combat sports fanatic. But he's taking on Andy Ruiz, one of the best boxers in the world. I mean, he was supposed to fight Alexander Usyk, so he must have a lot of lot of faith in his ability. But man, it's just it's a different world when you get with those top top level guys. We'll have to wait and see. That's this summer, so we got some time between now and then. That was just announced today. I think it'll be a banger. Spong is a heavy hitter. He's got a lot of speed. Andy Ruiz, he's got a lot of speed too. I don't know. We'll wait and see. That's all we have for you today, though. Thank you for tuning in. My name's Matt with Blood and Beer Combat Sports. I'll chug this beer for you, and you guys, you have a great day.